0: director in Oyster's business development team and the host of today's podcast. Our topic today is when to consider leveraging a consulting firm. Today, I'm joined by three of my Oyster colleagues and consultants, Dean Palos, who is a member of our governance, risk, and compliance team, also known as our GRC group, Jim Roth, who is a member of our strategic planning and execution team, as well as uh, doing business development, and that is known as SPE and Fred staff who is on our finance team. All three of these consultants work with our clients in multiple ways. You can learn much more about Dean, Jim, and Fred, as well as all the Oyster consultants by visiting our website at www.oysterllc.com. Today, we'll be discussing the many circumstances that cause the firms that we work with to make the decision to bring in a consulting firm. Now, i know some of you out there only see dollar signs when you think about bringing in a consulting firm let's dig in and share the who what when where why and how our clients benefit jim why don't we start with you from your perspective could you just take a few minutes and share the types of pain points that you uncover and that we solve for as we're working with our clients
1: thanks gina you know i think i could speak for dean and fred to say that we're excited to join you today We really wanted to share some of the trends that we've been noticing from our client base, as well as both the opportunities and challenges that they've been experiencing to date. A group of us got together last week, and the conclusion was that we can't think of a time that we've seen more changes happening across so many different facets of our industry, whether it's social or technological, the advisory-focused landscape, the regulatory and compliance challenges, It's apparent that now is the opportunity for all of us to take a more strategic look at your business. And many third-party firms like Oyster stand ready to help with these tasks, many of which are outside of the core competencies. You know, we're in the midst of a number of technology developments, and we don't think we've yet to seen what the end state is going to look like. It's clear that there's an opportunity not just to get into technology for the sake of technology But what we do know is many firms are struggling with implementing the new digital technology, either through a lack of integration impacting your legacy systems or whatever it may be. It's clear that the strategy and your technology has to be tied together, it can't be separate. But you're also making sure that you're not losing the connection to make sure that you're driving a more holistic overarching strategy between your products, your services, and your technology. You know, everyone knows that lowering costs and realizing more efficiencies are one of the top benefits to outsourcing, but especially in the midst of the current economic uncertainty, you know, outsourcing or leveraging a third-party support is really at the top of mind, but it's really up to you whether now is the right time or not. You know, organizations like Oyster, they can review your current operating and service model and provide recommendations as to the future state target operating model, considering so much change that has taken place. What our analysis, Gina, normally involves is that we review the current business practices, the products and services that are being offered, we look at the operations, we look at the custody processes, we look at technology, we look at compliance, we look at sales supervision, all that's kind of included into that, doing somewhat of a third-party assessment an independent view, comparing your organization with other firms of comparable size and scale to make sure that it's aligned for that future state going forward. So that, that's, that's one element that we've really seen, it's, it's really proven to be beneficial. The other thing is we conduct this, what we call the current state assessment or the CSA. We confirm an understanding of the intricacies of the various lines of business of your firm. This allows our team to confidently build out a a foundational business case for most practical options, providing your firm's leadership with a more reliable, accurate recommendation to consider how you're gonna adjust your business going forward. The other area that has become quite popular is the trading and market access. And taking a proactive look at your market access program, that obviously could save you some time and prevent some regulatory headaches in the future. You know how a firm determines the capital limits around its proprietary trading, how those limits are set, how the capital is allocated, and how it's monitored throughout the day, those are all components that we look at it. So those are a couple more examples, Gina, that other firms have found to be beneficial.
2: So
0: um Dean, how about you?
2: Yeah, thanks, Gina. I mean, from my perspective, it's all about uh, a client who really wants to run their business and has the complexity of having a compliance program, they might be small enough where they don't have the resources to use to hire someone full-time to run a compliance department for them. They they might just need compliance as a one-off where they say, you know, I wanna bring somebody in who's experienced, who can run the program for me, be able to put together something that is reasonable for the business that I'm trying to Mm -hmm. conduct, And I'm going to focus on other things such as how I run my business. You're in the business to to raise money. You might be an investment advisor, a small investment advisor, and you're focused on your clients and you want to make sure that they're taken care of and you don't have the time to spend where there's changes in rules that may come up and you're spending a lot of time away from what the norm is for your business structure, right? You want to be able to, to run your business appropriately and not have to worry about the complexities of, how do I keep up with the rules? How do I keep up with what we should be doing from a compliance standpoint so that a regulator is seeing that things are managed properly? So that's where we sometimes come in and help and assist and recognize what gaps may exist in a program like that and be able to help that individual run their business more effectively.
0: Thanks. How about you, Fred?
3: Uh, thanks, Gina. Oftentimes, firm may need to leverage uh, you know, the resources of a consulting firm because they don't have the capacity or they don't have the expertise or the experience you need for a particular finance function. Two very important functions within the broker-dealer space are the, the CFO and the financial and operations principal, you know, also known as the FINOP position. Um, the, the outsourced FINUP position, you know, could make sense in certain situations, uh, such as when training a new person uh, internally that has their their Series 27, which is the Fenop license, but they don't have the experience yet uh, in that position. So that's kind of one. You know, uh, two would be filling the role until a new person is hired. So they've got a vacancy and they need somebody to come in and fill the gap uh, that has the the Series 27 license. You know, until they get somebody in, hired and trained, right? There's also FinOp role does not require a you know full-time position, and that's you know you see that in a lot of cases in smaller broker-dealers where it doesn't take a full-time position to actually do the work for that. So that's where a, a, you know an outsourced FinOp you know could really make sense because it's a lot cheaper to outsource that function than having a full-time position with the salary and benefits and all the other overhead expenses that go along with that. In the FinOp support group, we that would encompass a lot of different situations, if you will, and that. That's not necessarily the normal monthly recurring, you know, FINOP filing, regulatory reports, and that sort of thing, uh, but would be, you know, the the firm's going through some type of a, you know, business change. You know, you have, you know, systems conversion or an acquisition or just things like that, right? That where you have a, a need for somebody that has that expertise, you know, to come in, and uh, and help the the FINOP staff or the uh, or the accounting staff to go through that process and uh, analyze the the things that are needed for different the, the different changes that are taking place from a finance perspective and then lastly is the fractional CFO position and that's um, that may make sense for a firm that's in a, a startup phase or an initial phase of a company where they don't have the need for a full-time you know CFO uh, kind of the same thing you're outsourcing it therefore you're know you're cutting your expenses from a full-time salary position as well as benefits and other overhead costs
0: another reason we find firms coming to us as a consulting firm is for validation can you all speak to that
2: i can i can start by just saying that there are firms out there that want us to test how they're doing they uh, may want us to come in and take a look at their program and say hey dean uh how, how does this look i mean We're a little concerned about certain areas of our compliance program, our supervisory program. We'd like you to come in and conduct a gap analysis or conduct an annual review of our firm and be able to identify any things that you feel need additional implementation or change so that we can have a more effective program in place. There are things like Just an annual review of of a broker dealer, the 3120 reviews that give a lot of our clients some comfort in knowing, hey, you know, they've looked at everything involving our program. They're on the outside. We're on the inside. We may not see something that they've identified that could be an issue for us.
1: Another important component is looking at your clearing or your custodial relationship as it impacts almost every facet of your day to day business today. And as a broker-dealer or a registered investment advisor, your dependency on this relationship is paramount. Why? Because it touches your clients, the advisors, and how you manage your business. You know, when most people think of a clearing relationship, the first thing they really think about is the technology platform. You know, years ago, firms were content with a one-size-fits-all platform, and, and now, there's a multitude of choices because many of these offerings, they're tied into a CRM system, a portfolio management system, a risk and compliance platform, aggregation vehicles and trading systems. So the point is, is that we've got the expertise, knowing the number of clearing and custodial relationships to kind of do that assessment on your behalf, to see if it's realistic based on your current relationship with them What they're doing right what they could be doing and improving upon the service level as well as looking at you know the pricing and the economics of these relationships as it's really important so hopefully those additional comments are are beneficial
0: they are thanks so much jim so what should what should firms look for when they're looking for a strong consulting firm what are the kinds of things that they should think about as they're out there searching for someone to help them with all these various things that we've talked about. I would say, you know, one of the things would be um, a, a range of services that a consulting firm could bring to the table and to help to help them so that hear that one stop shopping. It sounds kind of corny, but truthfully, the more that a consulting firm knows the client that they're working with, the more they're able to help and in a more efficient way. So having the broad range of things. Some of the other things and would love to get some input from you guys on this, but let's talk about we've touched on a little bit too, but let's talk about the industry experience and just knowing what's going on out there, what's going on with the regulators, what's going on with their competitors, you know, with you know, what are best practices in the industry? Let's talk a little bit about that and and what what a firm should look for when they're thinking about a consulting firm as it relates to that.
3: Sure, Jean, I'll jump in on, on that one. And you know, you've got these specific talents within each of the groups, right? You have these subject matter experts, you've got a lot of experience, uh, or hopefully a, a good consulting firm will have a lot of experience, right? So that brings a lot to the table, right? You've, they've seen a lot, they've been there, they've done that. Um, and I think that is just an invaluable service that any strong consulting firm you could bring to the table.
0: Yeah, people have sat in the seats, right? I mean, they've done the work. They know know what to expect from being on the other side of the table from the regulators or whomever it might be.
1: You took the words right out of my mouth, Gina, because (laughs) it's the industry practitioners that have really set the difference between us and some of the other providers. We actually have had personnel that have sat in the senior leadership seats uh, as opposed to being a, a glorified consultant. That's really not our take on it. We have experience in the wealth management space and in the capital markets.
0: What would some of the things be that would uh, be drivers in determining that it's a good idea to call in a consulting firm?
1: You know, I think anytime that you have a third party independent view that doesn't have strong ties to any particular uh, organization that but can really introduce an unbiased approach, I think would be beneficial
0: maybe jim i know you talked about doing a current state assessment and future yeah. operating model maybe you could talk a little bit about some of those practical things that come out of those kinds of, of discussions right and ways to implement change and, and help a firm
1: the primary objective of the current state assessment is to confirm an understanding of the intricacies of the various lines of business by doing this assessment we will provide support in the decisioning process to quickly and effectively determine the optimal operating model. See, starting a relationship with a firm like Oyster, we can then offer you a chance to review all your alternatives and then help organize what can be outsourced and what should be kept in-house while enhancing your firm's growth plans.
0: So it looks like we're out of time today. Dean, Jim, Fred, thank you very much for your thoughts and your comments. If you have any questions about what we've discussed today or if you have a topic that you'd like for us to discuss in any future oyster stew podcast, please feel free to reach out to us uh, at our website again, which is oysterllc.com. Thanks so much.